Wait, so would I be a panda? Yeah. Yes. To, uh, the poop aside, <laughs> Charlotte would be a polar bear and I would be a panda. I would be carnivorous <laughs> if I could. I, I think Pam would be a grizzly because I feel like you just love grizzlies. I would absolutely be a grizzly. everybody welcome to the bears and brews podcast i am pam and i'm joined by salome hi <laughs> and charlotte charlotte in the house <laughs> What's up? Hi guys, welcome. so um charlotte is going to be joining us from here on out uh hi, because <laughs> We are, it's, yeah, we just love when she's on and we love the energy, so. I think I just like to listen to myself talk, but I love podcasting. And if I could make a living just like podcasting and talking all day, <laughs> I would totally do it. <laughs> so thank you for having me on your podcast. I get to hang out with two of my best friends and Aww. I get to talk and people listen to me. <laughs> yes. And I'm not really used um, to that part. I love how enthusiastic you get with all my wildlife facts. I mean, you do too, Salome, but like I've been <laughs> drilling, uh -huh. I've been like throwing them at Charlotte for so long and like in person on the trips we've taken. So, yeah. Sometimes I remember them. Sometimes I'm actually just taking a nap, which Pam always clears first before I take the nap, but she keeps telling me wildlife facts anyway, and it's fine. Oh, I thought you meant like on the podcast that you're just like napping. <laughs> Literally, like, we were in the car and I was so tired because I got up really early uh, last time we were at Yellowstone because Pam was like, we're getting up really early, which was fine. And I was like, I'm taking a fucking nap. I was like, you can keep talking, listening to your podcast, whatever. I'm going to sleep, bitch. No, it's actually kind of nice because, like, I like to drive and I like to listen to podcasts. So then Charlotte sleeps and then I wake her up when there's cool shit to look at. So and I'm always happy to be woken well. up as, as long as I can go back to sleep. Well, it's nice because yeah. then you can, like, switch off driving too or at least i always liked that if you're able to sleep no. in the car or i can charlotte just let is, charlotte Pam is not drive. allowed to drive <laughs> oh okay never mind i i'm not a bad driver i'm just a distracted driver and i'm a driver from new york you're not a good one either no i'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not a terrible one but i'm but salome you have you have like no space to talk because you have fallen asleep twice during recording <laughs> no wait really <laughs> yes once in person and once okay. virtual. When we did it in person. It was an episode. It was the one where our our audio was messed up, so we weren't able to release that one. Yeah, yeah. But we had to re-record it. To be it. fair, I had alcohol that night. Not even that much. A little bit of wine for the first time since like May. And I don't really handle alcohol well anyway. So I was very – it like just makes me really sleepy. Um and it was like 3 a.m. Yeah, and I'd been moving be like fair. all oh, week. Also that. And, yeah, and was you like were recovering you were from like ton. multiple injuries. So you know what, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> and the second time, well, my it. only excuse is that I was very, very busy. I just, uh, yeah, <laughs> with work, busy with uh, everything. But I am so sorry. We can excuse it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so two things that I want to bring up before we really get into shit here is, um, first of all, necropsy. Uh, I is that how, really how you did. pronounce it? Because like I always thought it was necropsy. Apparently or... not. <laughs> so I always heard like necropsy. Yeah. So I got a text from a friend who was like, "I've never heard it said how you said it." So I put up a poll <laughs> on Instagram, and um, it was like seventy nine percent of people that responded said necropsy. Oh, like I did, or ne or yeah. necropsy. Necropsy. Ne. Necropsy? The only two votes for necropsy were from my two were accounts. You? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you cheat and vote twice? I didn't think you actually did. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. But that being said, I do pronounce stuff weird. Like um, the order carnivora. 
they it's most people say carnivora i say carnivora i also say like hoofs instead of hooves because i think it's cuter and also charlotte <laughs> says you're just like what's the cutest thing i can say <laughs> charlotte says bison instead of bison so I we all that. have things that is a thing it is a thing that is i learned yes <laughs> it's a thing in upstate new york in a very small section of upstate New York that I happen to be from near <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Yes. It is, people say bison. And I said to my mom, I was like, we've been pronouncing bison wrong. And she's like, what? I was like, it's bison. <laughs> and she was, she was like mind blown. She was like, I don't even believe you. And then I was at my grandmother's like celebration of life. And I said to, cause all my cousins were there. And I was like, Hey guys, how do you pronounce the word B-I-S-O-N? And they were like, bison, duh. And I was like, it's bison. And they all just like, well, you know what? They literally did not even know what to say to me. I, I was watching some news thing. Um, and the anchors were in upstate new york and they said bison as well yeah so it's, it's a definitely thing. a thing there but oh well we are all from different regions um but yeah sorry go ahead pam another thing i want to do is shout out my friend rachel um i've known this girl since i was like five years old Aww. and she has been like sharing all our posts she's been super supportive and awesome so thank i really you. appreciate that thanks rachel Aww. yeah she lives in alaska still nice thank you rachel yeah um okay so our bear fact of the day um is about pandas Aww. which is awesome and then one pandas. of salome's favorite topics oh but what hey not cool dude <laughs> Pandas, pandas, you could say that's one of my favorite topics. Why do you have to go with the butt thing? Jeez. <laughs> because you're always so disappointed in me when I talk about butts. Well, last butts. time Charlotte was on, didn't we talk about butts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's maybe why I picked Charlotte's I picked. <laughs> No, just kidding. Yeah, because I like butts. <laughs> that's why I picked this one. Okay, here it is. It's a really short one. Pandas shit more than 100 times a day. No. Oh my god. Oh yeah, like a rabbit. We have a rabbit and she poops a lot. Wait. Okay, I went to the panda rehab like facility in the panda's home. Did you capital. see them shit? And did and you they get were shit not on? just walking around spinning. No. <laughs> like I, I think I would remember. I mean it was ten years ago, but I think I would remember if we I were feel like, like you'd remember being just shit walking on. around and the pandas just like were shitting. <laughs> I got constantly. shit on by a penguin, and I definitely remember that. <laughs> I have never been shit on by. Hang on, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I could say by any animal. I definitely haven't at like some sort of. Oh, was that? Did we find your kink? What's going on here? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I just apparently I feel left out. I've never been shit i met like we all have dogs um and i know i i have been peed on by a cat once that was scared do you mean like, like do yeah. you mean like a non-domestic animal yes like a, a an animal that wasn't my own if that yes. makes sense although yeah. your one of your dogs did pee on me at one time <laughs> <laughs> but other than that so I can see them needing to poop a lot because like bamboo is really fibrous, fibrous, however you say it. But well, they eat, they eat like twelve to fifteen hours a day. They're just That's... constantly. Are they eating. even like the same? Like, I mean, they're not the same species of bear, but like. They must be really, really different because that's not how brown bears or black bears or grizzlies eat that I'm aware of. Oh, I thought you meant poop. I was like, how much are you guys watching animals <laughs> um, poop? Should I? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they're just eating a ton because they have to to get everything they need out of it. And But they are technically omnivores. Like sometimes they'll eat insects and stuff like that. Oh, really? Okay. It's just so they are on one end of the spectrum where like about – 95% of their diet is plant-based and the other animal we're going to talk about today is the opposite. It's the only bear whose majority of their diet, about 90% is meat, which is polar bears. Can you tell me before we do polar bears, what does bear poop look like? Like is Ch uh, not Chinese bear poop, is panda bear poop significantly different from grizzly bear poop? You have to know. Like, I'm just, I can't imagine pooping a hundred times a day unless they're pellets. Bear poop in general 
can look very different depending on what they're eating. So um, bear poop can look like black and brown bear poop looks very, very similar to one another, but it also can can look entire it can be in like big chunks it can be like a big splatter of of seeds it can look like all sorts of things because they change their diet so much okay Um, now with so pandas it's not like a pellet it's like it almost looks like an owl pellet but it's like green okay i mean that makes sense so it is small though oh my gosh Let's go back to the butts. Um, I think I prefer the butts to the poop part. So what's everybody drinking? I'm not drinking anything. I need to hydrate so bad. I'm drinking like uh, sparkling apple juice. It's just like mineral water and apple juice. That actually sounds good. I love apple juice. Yeah, I would really... It's really good. It tastes like apple soda. It's really delicious. And you can choose how sparkly you want it to be. I have to be, I have to disclose something here. There's a little bit of false advertising in our name because um, I am not drinking alcohol until the beginning of December. Oh, I didn't know you were doing that. So you need to rename the podcast. Bears and Brev- Beverages, non-alcoholic Bears beverages. And beverages. <laughs> Bears and Beverages. We'll temporarily <laughs> change the name. No, just every now and then it's good to just not drink for a while. And so I decided after New Orleans to just not not drink until I go to Vegas. I think that's good. Which, I... Honestly, we're not going to drink a lot in Vegas either, but drink just like fancy like water and tell us. No, I'm it... drinking a I'm drinking Oh my god. Holy shit. I just had a crazy <laughs> meta moment. Look at what I'm drinking. <laughs> Oh my god, she's drinking pol- polar seltzer, y'all. And I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> I literally didn't even do that on purpose. Yes, I am drinking a polar seltzer. It's meant to be. Lime. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I love lime. I only drink yeah. socially, so I feel like I will not be drinking much while we record. That's okay. Solomon never does you either. You don't want to be social with us? You know what, Pam? <laughs> no, that's... Listen... That's not a diss, okay? Uh-huh. I I do want to say yes, I love beer, and I part of you know that's that's part of the show. But we accept any <laughs> levels of but... drunk or sober. Um, fuck off. <laughs> uh, any levels of drunk or sober, um, we welcome everybody, unless you're like getting drunk and hitting people or driving or dumb shit like that but you want to get wasted great as long as you're responsible uh you don't want to drink at all that's fine too no judgment here as long as you're not hurting others okay so polar bears um we just we just got done with polar bear week so international polar bear week was october i didn't know that was the thing. were there bears i could have voted for? no no there's no there's no bear <laughs> voting on that oh bear face you're like, I don't want to miss out on the bear voting. I'm with you. I can't wait for Fat Bear Week 2024. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Polar Bear Week was October 29th to November 4th. And it's just a week like recognizing and discussing and, you know, shining light on the plight of polar bears. We have touched on them here and there before not literally um but they are the largest land carnivore on earth if i was gonna be a bear i'd want to be a polar bear i don't know though it's cold you know yeah but i like meat but are they cold i mean since they've adapted to it they are not cold um and we'll talk about charlotte you do like meat but do you like bloody raw meat i mean i do like it rare medium rare (laughs) So they're the largest land carnivore on earth. They get up to about 1,700, 1,800 pounds. Damn. They thick. Um, So it's a little ironic that they're like the largest land carnivore because they're also considered a marine mammal. And that's because of their dependence on the sea and like sea ice and sea animals. So they are considered a marine mammal. So there's only about 26,000 polar bears in the in the world. And that might sound like a lot, but for reference, in Alaska alone, there's over 30,000 brown bears. Yeah, 26,000 does not sound like a lot. Yeah, and they and especially because so they occupy what's called the circumpolar arctic, which is mm-hmm. basically across the globe but above the arctic circle. So Alaska, Canada, Greenland, um, Norway, 
Russia and actually even part of Denmark because they're on the sea right there. They have a small population of polar bears as well. Where is the Arctic Circle? Like where is that? So if you're looking at Alaska, it's like really close to Mm -hmm. where the Yukon River is, if I'm remembering right. That's much further down than I was thinking. Yeah, it's in between Fairbanks and Barrow. Oh. Um, And they have to live close to the ocean because of how they live, right? But they are coming more and more inland as the sea ice melts. And we'll get into... Yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about threats because it's really sad. Can I guess Um, what the biggest threat is? Not yet. We'll get to it. Um. You're probably right, though, because it's always one of two things. And this time it's it's both equally. So. Is one caused yeah. by the other mainly? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. It's always humans and climate change. Always. Yep. So, but the cool thing about polar bears is they, they can have like a home territory of like 50,000 miles. Like they will fucking Jesus. travel. Yeah. That's insane. That, they're not like doing that all the time. They, how far is 50,000 square miles? Like what's 50? Still. Um, that's still okay. Yeah. And they'll, the average polar bear throughout one year travels about 1,800 miles. Damn. In a year, uh, following like food sources and stuff, and and frozen. That's I wish crazy. I was that fit. I know, right? Right. <laughs> We've talked about it before, but they evolved from they diverged from polar bear or from brown bears about five hundred thousand years ago. Right. So, one of the main things I want to talk about today is is kind of how they differ, like the adaptations that they made to be really successful. Um, in such an extreme environment. So obviously they have like those longer snooters where they can, you know, like dive. The technical term, folks. Yep, snooter. Snooter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They also have like longer. nose if you're not a dog person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, nose. Uh, Longer like streamlined bodies. So they can be like eight to 11 feet long. Damn. Can you imagine that? Like if one stood up in front of you. That'd be terrifying. Eleven feet. I'm 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 like five six. Eleven feet is literally two of me. Wow, that's fucking terrifying. Oh my god, I didn't even wow. think about that because I'm five six too. That's, yeah, I literally also cannot much, imagine. Also, much like me, they have about four inches of fat under their skin. So only four. I got like to six. Keep them warm. <laughs> no, I know. I've definitely got more than four. <laughs> I, uh, okay, something I find interesting is that their fur is translucent, which I don't actually understand that because it's hard to have a same. Pam explained it on one of our first episodes, and I'm still so confused about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get into it. Um, so there, so, okay, there's a couple of reasons for that. So, first of all, their skin is black so that they can absorb any like heat and light that's coming right to help keep them warm and their fur is hollow so it's hollow and it's clear and there's a couple reasons for that so it's hollow to trap air in there and it has like little chambers because air is really insulating shaft air is very insulating especially if it's close to your body yeah so their fur has those these little chambers that traps the air for insulation and then it's clear to reflect light rays so that they have camouflage Uh, that's what makes them look white and but the clearness allows them to absorb the actual like uva uvb rays which is what okay like actually warms us so so it it reflects the color spectrum of light and absorbs the heat aspect. So it's like reflecting okay. visible the light. Sun's raised. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. So yeah, so that's kind of why their fur is like that. To I dig imagine in a the hollow also helps with swimming because it probably weighs less. Yep, it's more buoyant. Um, one thing, so there's a lot of ways that they are similar to other North American bears, but a lot of ways they're not. So one of the ways is they they're a lot a lot slower um a lot is in quotations so they run up to about 25 miles an hour which is still faster than a human can run but 
you know, black bears and brown bears, it's 35, 40 miles an hour. I so think you're trying I'm to hearing. give me nightmares again. Usain Bolt cannot outrun a bear. So if you're a human, don't even <laughs> fucking try. <laughs> no, what did he get? Like 21 or 22 miles yeah. an hour? Really? I, yeah. I looked this up recently yeah. because my dogs are faster than him. Yeah. <laughs> they have four legs, though. I know, I know. But so do bears. <laughs> They're big. There is, there is an evolutionary biological reason for them not being able to run as fast. And that's so that they don't overheat. Makes sense. And that's also why, in general, they move around slower. Because even when it's minus 60 Fahrenheit and the wind is blowing, like, they're still not cold. Yeah. So they move quite a lot slower compared to other bears. I want to talk about their paws, though. Okay, Pam, what are some other cool... I'm teeing it up for you. (laughs) So, Pam, can you tell me what some other cool facts are? Maybe some involving their feet. You sound so fucking fake (laughs) Pam, <laughs> I was thinking the other day about different animal paws. Uh, could you? <laughs> I've never seen okay, a polar bear track. Can you tell me about polar bear tracks? <laughs> Actually, I have never seen a polar bear track either. I've only been in polar bear country once, and it was in the middle of winter, and that's when they're usually out on the sea ice. So we probably weren't going to see one anyway, but I was pretty bummed that we didn't see one. So, you know, I'd love to see a wild one, but she read a bad review. Yeah. If you look compared to body size, their paws are smaller than other bears uh, in relation to their body size. But if you, if you took a brown bear paw and a polar bear paw, the polar bear paw would still be bigger. Um, They're about 11 inches across. Damn. They're almost a foot across. That's not length y'all. That is a cross. That is fucking huge. So a couple of really cool things about their paws. One reason why it's so wide is to distribute weight on the ice so they don't break through. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's kind of like... So they're like little snowshoes. Like wolves' paws are sort of like that to make it easier for yeah. them to run on the yeah, snow. Yeah, wolves' paws do that. Terrifying and adorable. Pam taught me that fact too, guys. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um... <laughs> She's like, I don't remember that fact. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so all bear paws have... Um, little bumps on them for traction but the bumps that are on polar bear paws are like longer or taller and so So it actually helps (laughs) they do and it actually helps compared to other bears it increases their traction by 30 to 50 percent damn okay that's amazing yeah their paws also have a little bit of webbing for swimmies yeah, well, they gotta swim. I, I am not surprised <laughs> that their paws are bigger. Now it makes sense for like the snow and the ice and stuff. But I would still have guessed their paws were bigger because they have to swim so much. They need flippers. Yep, mm-hmm. little paddles. So speaking of swimming, they're the only known mammal that only uses its front limbs to paddle. We use our front limbs to paddle. Yeah, but we also use our legs we also to use, paddle. Like, our feet to kick. It's okay. Oh, oh! They only use their front to front to paddle. What's so the back end doing? Their rear—it's oh, the fucking cutest. We'll post a picture. So what they do with their back legs is they kind of stick them straight out, and their paws are facing upwards, and they use them as like rudders to steer. What? Yeah. And so um, there's a couple different reasons for that. One of the main ones is it um, it conserves a lot of energy as opposed to actually paddling with all four limbs so it's almost like they they do a doggy paddle and use their rear legs to steer oh they they can swim up to about six miles an hour which is the same as moose and their nostrils also close underwater like moose nostrils okay i find that fascinating about moose and they can stay submerged for several minutes, but they're, we actually don't know what their maximum diving depth is, but it's at least 14 feet they can dive under. Like a Newfoundland. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm such a dog person. It's okay. And they, um, because of that energy conservation and like the doggy paddling, they can swim for literally hours. There's been sightings of bears swimming for like, multiple days because of how like sea ice will strand them now which we'll talk about in a little bit as well so they can swim for several hours straight 
like that. Uh, it's at a cost, though. You know, there was a big story about a female who did it, and she lost like thirty percent of her weight, and her cub died along the oh, way. It's very, very oh, sad. That is sad. Can humans just yeah. stop fucking around yes. with the? I know, the right? Seriously. Fuck. I know our listeners are going to get so sick of us just saying that because I say that we say that every time like (laughs) something really cool though that they can do is they can like jump kind of out of the water like eight feet like a dolphin that's crazy uh well not like straight up like a whale breaching but like they can propel themselves straight out of the water and go about eight feet that's pretty cool so what they'll do so there's a couple different ways they'll hunt and one of them is they'll spot a seal like on the top of an ice floe and they'll actually get underwater far away and swim underwater under all the ice flows and then pop up and grab that seal that's that's out of the water i mean i guess they have to have that kind of like dexterity and flexibility because they eat seals and seals i mean they're probably pretty slow on land but i'm assuming they're very fast in the water mm-hmm. yeah and then and well they are and so a lot of times polar bears won't like chase the seals underwater so the way so the opposite way when a polar bear's on the ice and a seal's in the water the way that they usually hunt those is they will they will wait at a seal's breathing hole and they'll just lay there almost like a cat and just be like motionless still quiet and then when the seal comes up for air they grab them oh sad bears are so cool yeah that is very cool though. <laughs> i love those two reactions <laughs> oh that's so cool oh sad <laughs> see this is why i want to be a polar bear i i mean i don't want to be a polar bear because their habitat is rapidly being like destroyed but yeah if i was going to be a bear i'd want to be a polar bear yeah i mean and so it's they're cool it is sad but the polar bear has to eat too, you know, it's just. Yeah. I mean, circle of life. That's how, that's how these different animals evolved. Yeah. And I just think it's so cool how much like they, how how these little adaptations, these evolutionary adaptations have made it so that they can basically thrive in just horrible conditions. So, like we were talking about apex predators, uh, that uh, polar bear is a true apex predator. So, they don't have any natural, there's no animal that in the wild preys on them. They could prey on us if they wanted. We're not a true apex predator. Yeah, and they do. They are one of the, they're one of the bears that will stalk and kill humans. Um, Please don't ask me because I don't, I did not look up the stats on those. (laughs) So they are what's called a hypercarnivore, which is a term that means their diet is over 70% meat. And most polar bears, it's about 90%. Wow. I get confused with the terms like obligate carnivore means they have to have some amount of meat, right? Obligate carnivore mean it's a specific. Obligate carnivore means they have no other choice but to eat meat. So cats are obligate oh, carnivores. Okay. Oh, I don't know that. No other choice. Yeah. Like they can't, they just cannot function without it. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's why cats, that, yeah. Cats are the best example. Domestic wild cats. That's what I usually, that's what I usually think of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they are prey hunters, but they're also opportunists like most bears. So they will scavenge. So they'll eat like seabirds if they can catch one. They will scavenge eggs. Um, they, cause a lot of, so there's not a lot of trees around where polar bears live, right? Cause way up in the Arctic like that, you're past tree line. So a lot of the, a lot of the birds or waterfowl, they have their nests in the ground. And right. so polar bears, if they can raid a nest of eggs, great. Um, they will also raid uh, a little den where a seal pup might be, which is sad. Poor babies. Um, yeah. They feed on any carcasses. Um, so so their favorite food is seals. So ringed seals and bearded seals. Sometimes they'll even eat walruses or like beluga whales. That's not as common. But they – Interesting. Um, they re- – so they – being like those scavengers also, they rely a lot on the remains of of subsistence hunts. So we'll talk about those in a little bit um, in terms of with bears. But uh, in the majority of the places where polar bears live, 
there are indigenous peoples who are hunting like whales or seals um, subsistently, right? Or subs- that's not a word. Uh, <laughs> like with a subsistence lifestyle. In a manner of subsistence. <laughs> yes, yes. And so um, they, so they will you know, around the time of hunting season, they will hang out a lot more on shore and they'll like pick those carcasses. And they're smart. Bears are smart. They figured out, you know, it's work smarter, not harder. You work smarter. (laughs) You, you know, hang out near the humans because we're wasteful. So, because they're only about 2% successful with hunting, which is like, that's even lower than wolves. It's really low. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And they are. I would just give up at that point. That's why I'm not a polar bear. (laughs) That's why I'd be a panda and I would become extinct unless someone put me in a preserve and fed me bamboo. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So um, when they kind of scavenge on, so they will take like the whale remains from those indigenous hunts or sometimes dead whales will wash up on shore. And this is one of those times where you will see a large grouping of bears in the same area over a food source. So we've okay. talked about it before. There's only a few times in nature where that happens with with any kind of bear. And this is one of those times. If there's a huge like Why? bowhead whale wash oh, up on shore. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they're huge. So they can just right. kind of all take their space around it. Let's, I want to talk about hibernation too, because... Polar bears don't this hibernate, do Sometimes. So we have previously talked about how sometimes a bear, a regular bear, or not regular bear, a black bear or a brown bear won't hibernate if there's a food source, right? We talked about it um, with the black bears around Lake Tahoe when they have access to garbage and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the main reason why bears hibernate in general is because of lack of food. But... Most polar bears don't hibernate because the winter is actually when that's like their main hunting time because they rely on these ice flows and that frozen ocean to go out and be able to catch these seals. So winter is actually when they are most out there hunting. Yeah. And they're so, they are so adapted to live in that climate that it, you know, it it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal for them. And they have this reliable food source all winter. So the only exception is a pregnant female. So, and that's not just any, like currently pregnant going to give birth. Um, If it's, if it's a female with like yearlings, um, they won't hibernate. So a female will den in like big snow banks or snow drifts or on land, like really close to the coast. And usually, so the the temperature in a den can be like 30 to 40 degrees warmer than outside. So quite a lot well, warmer. Snow is here and very yes, insulating. snow is very insulating and they are huge. That's why if you're like, aren't you supposed to like... If you're stranded out in the wilderness, like one of the things you can do to conserve heat is to bury yourself in snow. Um, I wouldn't say bury yourself because you don't really want to be touching you, um, but you, you can, can make a make snow like cave. A snow cave. Yeah, that's like I've definitely read that before. Okay, um, let's get back to it. So when the cubs are born, they're just over a pound and they're naked. Oh. It works like other bears where they have the delayed implantation. And they give birth in the den. And then when the cubs, you know, get their hair and are more mobile and stuff is when they'll leave the den. But then they generally won't den again with that set of cubs. Sometimes sometimes polar bears will, like, den up in a spot um, if it's really, like, cold or windy, like, extra, extra cold or windy. But th- th- they're not denning. They're not hibernating. They're just, like, hanging out for a few days to get out of the elements versus actually lower like there's so much that goes on in a bear's body when they when they do that hibernation and in again unless it's a pregnant female that's going to give birth the ones that do kind of go den up for a little while they don't have those uh biological like those physiological changes of their heart rate and their breathing and their metabolism and stuff like that 
So I want to get into threats because it's really sad with polar bears. Um, But we'll talk about some good stuff too. So I don't want to just have nothing but bad news. Um, But I I also don't want to sugarcoat stuff, right? So now, now, Salome, you can guess. Well, I guess, I mean, humans and climate change are my guesses, but I don't, I don't know which one would be more significant. And I feel like one's kind of maybe a subset of the other. Um, but yeah, that's my guess. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yes. all of those things. The way, one of the biggest ways that humans directly are a threat to bears is offshore oil drilling and, oh. um, why am I not surprised? Yep. So and, like offshore oil, um, mineral stuff that they do in the ocean can be pretty bad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as of now, polar bears are protected under the Endangered Species Act and also the Marine Mammal Protection Act. Okay. Because, again, they are considered a marine mammal. So you can't capture them, harass them, hunt them, or kill them unless it's like a regulated harvest by an indigenous community. Mm -hmm. That's the only time they are legally allowed to be hunted by humans in any way, shape or form. And they were added. So they were added to the endangered species act or list, sorry, in 2008. And they were the first vertebrate species to be added because of climate change. Mm -hmm. Sad milestone. It really makes me sad to see the pictures of like the starving polar bears or the polar oh bears God. that like can't stop swimming because there's no ice around. So they were the first vertebrate to be added because of the effects of climate change. Um, ironically, the most recent species to be added because of climate change, uh, species, not vertebrate, but is the white bark pine, which as we've talked about before, is a huge food resource for grizzly and black bears and and a bunch of other things too. But that one was just added as well a few months ago. Um, A fucking tree because of climate change. Like Jesus. It doesn't surprise me. And so as the sea ice melts, to your point, Charlotte, they can get stranded on these ice flows and have to swim really far. (sighs) They get exhausted. they're not able to hunt as well because if you have like a frozen ice shelf and there's, you know, some scattered breathing holes around for seals, um, that's great for the polar bear, right? Because let's say in a certain area, there's like 10 breathing holes. So he knows, he or she knows where to go to these breathing holes to get food. But when everything is melted, the seals can just come up wherever they want and breathe right so it's a lot harder and that's kind of like why in the winter in yellowstone you're a lot more likely to see sea otters or sorry fuck not sea otters um river otters otters. (laughs) yeah river otters are you sure you lived in yellowstone (laughs) yeah you're more likely to see river otters in yellowstone and the tetons in winter because it you know the waterways are frozen over except one of there's one that doesn't freeze but the others do And they have to come, you know, that's how they get down into the water and back up. So there's these holes that, that they're kind of relegated to using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And if there's too many, it's harder to hunt them. Or if if it's just wide open. Right. And if the bears are already struggling with energy. It's just super sad. So if there's nowhere to go, there's nowhere to go. They're going to drown. And that is a good point because there have been cases of where they have found bodies of drowned polar bears. They've done necropsies on them (laughs) or necropsies and they have died of drowning, which is fucking sad for a marine mammal to die of drowning and not, not because they were injured or something, you know, not drowning because of injury or whatever. Um, So, so they are slowly like starving and they're moving inland more, which which we now is causing want. more conflict between humans and bears. And that sucks for many reasons. Yeah. And actually something I just learned today that I didn't really think about, but makes a lot of sense. When you have all these icebergs and ice flows that they would usually kind of be jumping and skipping across, um, like 
hopscotch. I don't know why it took me so long to remember that word, but they're like, they usually will like hopscotch around. Right. And, um, when you have, when they're having to do that, when the icebergs and ice flows are farther apart or there's not as many, there's actually a lot more waves. So it becomes, their swimming becomes more dangerous. And even going out on these ice sheets to hunt becomes more dangerous because there's a lot more waves and it makes it harder to swim. Yeah. So, and the ice is probably thinner, so it's more likely to crack and, you know, goodbye polar bear. Yeah. And we don't want them moving inland. So there are a ton of communities that would be very negatively impacted by polar bears. And there's, I mean, there's always, anytime you're in those um, Northern coastal communities, you know, there's signs, oh, watch out for the, there's been a bear here or whatever. And there's, they take precautions and there's things that they do, but if a bear is starving and hungry, polar bears- do what it needs to. Exactly. And- Exactly. And they're one of the ones that preys on humans. So they're, and they're also, another thing they're doing is they're bumping up against other predators and that causes that competitive exclusion that we talked about with coyotes, where now they are going to start adapting to not just eating sea life and it's going to impact wolves and brown bear populations and black bear populations as well and these populations that already have a food issue <laughs> like yes yeah it's including it's humans right yeah. like if they're eating more inland animals that many indigenous cultures eat then the indigenous cultures suddenly are competing for resources with polar bears Yep, and exactly. that's not fair to the humans either. You know, if if for nothing else, we should care about this stuff because it really negatively impacts other humans. If for no other reason. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, and I think. Okay. Sorry, Salome. Oh, I just said that's a good point. Okay, I just want to make sure <laughs> that you're really heard. really helpful. We are steamrollers. Uh, Charlotte and I are steamrollers. So. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, not about the steamrolling part. Just like. <laughs> Often you guys make good points and my my only comment would just be like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. So that's super. Well, okay. so and one reason why bear populations don't rebound super quick, like remember when we were talking about coyotes, how those populations will rebound in like eight months? Yeah, yeah. They control ovulation. Crazy. Yeah. So one reason why bears don't rebound very well is because um, it takes longer to reach sexual maturity. So at least five for most for polar or grizzlies. Yeah, so you have an older sexual maturity, you have smaller litter sizes, one to three usually, and the amount of time spent raising the young. So polar bears are the same as grizzlies or brown bears where they keep their cubs for about two and a half years. So it's it's a three-year cycle to actually have more so they can only you know assuming a boar doesn't kill their cubs or they don't lose their cubs in another way they won't be able to reproduce for another three years um for black bears it's two i mean they can't the population just physically can't recover mathematically as easily as like an animal that has puppies does well Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why the grizzly bears in this area in the greater yellowstone ecosystem it is considered the poster child of conservation because there was only a couple dozen left and now there's over a thousand and some people think that's too much some people don't um i'm not going to weigh in on that um but i could argue that there's too many humans in the area but that would make a lot of people mad too many humans in general that i mean that's i mean you could say that yeah i I, i'm a hundred percent with that like if that hasn't been made clear by what is this our 11th episode (laughs) or something like we i don't like humans and their populations and what we've done to nature okay well let's do let's talk about some good news and then i have a surprise for you guys at the very end okay yay i love surprises Okay, so the first good news, and this, I guess some people probably wouldn't see this as good news, but we've talked before about how because they diverged from brown bears, they can successfully breed with them. And it's not like donkeys. It's not like donkeys where they can just make a baby. 
but the but that hybrid between a brown bear and a polar bear is also uh, what's considered viable. So that hybrid can also successfully reproduce with either polar bears or brown bears or another hybrid of the two. And and with hybrids, that's very rare for the hybrid to be viable reproductively. So yeah, so they they successfully breed with brown bears and that offspring can then produce their own offspring with either of the two species. Are those offspring more adaptable? Um, well, there's not that many to, known like, yet. Different climates, but if you look at um, if you kind of look at polar bear and brown bear populations, there's quite a large overlap. So, you know, brown bears. I would probably say are more adaptable just because their range is insane. Like they live in the desert and they live on, you know, the top of the continent. Uh, Whereas polar bears, mostly because of their diet is why they're not that adaptable. So by us driving them more inland, we are kind of creating that. So I would assume um, that yes, they would be more adaptable, but just, just the fact that, that, a polar bear and a brown bear mate in general is an adaptation, right? They're like, we're going to go in. Weren't there a lot of issues with the hybrids though, um, as far as they're getting kind of just a random mix of traits from each individual bear, you know, each type of different bear um, that don't really mix that well? I mean, that's any- These traits are like preventing for example like a hybrid can't um swim or dive i think as easily possibly as like a straight polar bear um and like uh, also probably couldn't traverse like the same territory that a brown bear would or wouldn't be able to handle like those you know changes in like temperature as well i think it was something like that from what i know about evolutionary biology in general is it can be any kind of a mix. And so you, you would have offspring that yes, have, um, have conflicting traits and you would have offspring that are like the Hulk, right? They have the best of both worlds. And what's going to end up happening over time is the ones that have the conflicting traits are going to die out because they're not able to live long enough to reproduce, which is what survival of the fittest is. Uh, it's just, it's all about reproduction. It's not about being strong or whatever. Um, but so, so these other ones where they can't, you know, they can't traverse those distances, they can't hunt, they won't be able to find a mate, they won't be able to get big and fight off a larger bear for breeding rights or whatever. Those ones are the ones that are not going to last long. And then the ones that, that have gotten the good traits of both are more advantageous for reproducing. So I think, I think over time, those are the ones we will see more of. That makes sense. That's uh, so we're going to do a follow-up episode in like 27 years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was a really smart question and it's, it's a very important question, right? Because if, if, if that is one of the ways that they are going to continue lineage, it is absolutely worth finding out, you know, and and digging into. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and some other good news. There are some populations in Canada that are growing by not only by number of population, but by the actual size of the bears. Interesting. Um, yeah, because they've done a lot in in Canada, like Hudson Bay um, area, Churchill in Manitoba. Uh, those have a couple of of the big populations of brown bears um, in Canada, and they have done quite a lot. And so That's great. they are seeing. Oh, way to go, Canada! Right? Yeah. So they're getting fed well. Not getting fed, but <laughs> they're feeding themselves well. Um, they're reproducing well, and there are more of them. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so it can be done. Another area uh, that is compelling and awesome and very interesting is in Greenland. So they found this like subpop. So there's about 19 subpopulations of polar bears in the world. And this one is cut off by the ocean. So. Oh, so it's evolving differently too. It is. And. 
so for most polar bears, you need about a hundred or more days of frozen sea, right? But in this mm -hmm. certain spot, there's a lot of fjords and a fjord is a narrow channel where a glacier comes down and meets or a former glacier, right? It could, right. could have been back in the day, comes down and meets the sea. So what's happening is these glaciers do a lot of what's called calving, which is where big parts chunk off into the ocean, right? They break off, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the the bears in that area are adapting and using those ice sheets, the freshwater ones that come off the glaciers, to hunt on the sea. Oh. So they're adapting. It didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that those are d completely different types of water. Same. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter, ultimately, but... For, for that purpose, right? They just want to be on a frozen thing so they can they can go hunt. They don't really care what it is. But um, but instead of using the ocean that's there and then freezes over and chunks, they are using what's coming off the glaciers. Um, so, Salome, did you ever do gla any glacier tour in Alaska or anything? Like in uh, Kenai we Fjords? Or to, yeah, Kenai Fjords. It was uh yeah we did like a hike up to the glacier and then walked across it i think there's like a little oh awesome like exit or glacier or something yes i'm pretty sure it actually was exit i'm so jealous you guys grew up in alaska <laughs> i she grew up i i just lived there briefly <laughs> when you see so you'll see on tv or like a documentary mm -hmm. whatever where big chunks of the glacier just kind of fall off right but what you yeah. don't see is a lot of times the bottom that's more flat just breaks off as the glacier naturally moves down anyway and so it does create i'll show you guys some pictures it does create just these huge ice sheets and so the polar bears are using those to go hunt um which is just another way awesome. that they're adapting that's now great. the problem is the glaciers are shrinking. That won't last forever as it as it gets warmer and warmer. Yes, both of you guys are right. Another problem is that's a very small percentage. There's a very small percentage of polar bear habitat that has those glacial fjords going into the ocean. So, right. you know, in most in most of where polar bears live, that's not happening. But yeah, so I mean, that's promising in the aspect that there are a, a lot of areas of Canada and Norway that have those glaciers coming down. I mean, Alaska does too, but more in the southern part of the state, not not where polar bears are. Um, so they could adapt if necessary. They could adapt and they are right in front of our eyes. And right. it's promising to me personally because it's showing that they are like overcoming this adversity right? Yeah. They are figuring out a way to make it work and they're doing it. And so whether or not it's, it's a glacier ice coming off or whatever, the reason why I like that is just because it shows their cleverness and their adaptability. And, and I think what we're going to see is more of that in different ways that we didn't think about before. Cause I wouldn't have thought about that before. Right. So right. I think the, I think the bears will will find those things and then we will then observe it and go, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. All right, so those are some good things about polar bears. I will put some links up. Um, polar Bear International is an amazing nonprofit and they are also very efficient with their money. So you get you know more bang for your buck with Polar Bear International, um, but we'll post a couple things. Um, now, I do have a surprise for you guys. I have a surprise for you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. What's our surprise? I <laughs> have been trying to think of fun ways to end the show. And I have come up with a new addition to help wrap things up. So you're going to scream when I tell you what it is. We are going to play a game. Oh, I thought you just meant it was that we all scream. I was like, yeah, what? I thought that's what you meant too. <laughs> We are going to play we are going to play a game that we have all played before. Uh and it's it's a made up game about Is it our game? It is our game. So I love our game. Our <laughs> game is I don't think I've played I don't, this. You might I think you have like through text a couple times but not we not 
intentionally knowing you were playing. So this is the falling through the ceiling game. <laughs> that sounds so confusing. The way this works is you're sitting down, you're watching TV, watching your football, watching your bachelor, whatever the hell you want to watch. And an animal falls through the ceiling. So we are going to compare between the current animal. This is a weird game, you guys. It's, I don't even know how we came up with it. It came out of, would you rather die by Grand Prismatic or by being scored by a bison? Um, and somehow that morphed into ceiling dropping. Yeah. So so basically, we're going to take this week's animal and last week's animal, and we're going to say which one, if you're sitting around your house watching TV, which one would you rather have come crashing through the ceiling and why? So I love this. I love this. Start, I'm going to start with Charlotte because we've played a bunch and then we'll have Salome answer and then I'll, I'll answer. But that way, Salome can kind of see how it goes. <laughs> I like. So this. you're sitting around watching TV, playing video games. Would you rather have a coyote or a polar bear come crashing through your ceiling and why? Okay. Qu quick why. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. So from a cool aspect, I would want it to be a polar bear because they're fucking dope and because they are my spirit animal of bears. And <laughs> I just think that would be really cool. However, from a survival point, I think I would prefer to be a coyote because they are skittish and aren't going to eat me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Salome. I would also choose a coyote. Okay. But why? Uh, I, well, Charlotte had a good point about the survival aspect of it. But then also I just want to like, not that I don't want to protect polar bears, but I just really want to protect the coyote because I feel like they just get such a shitty rap. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, now I feel like I have to pick polar bear, but I'm not. I'm picking coyote also, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it doesn't have anything to do with survival. It's because I think if a coyote fell through my ceiling, we would like look at each other, size each other up. We'd give the little head nod and then he'd like sit on the couch with a beer with me and like watch football. Yes. Like, I can see a coyote okay, doing also that. Also, a polar bear could do that too. I know, but I, I just think a, I just think a coyote would be more likely to just like sit around drinking a beer with me than a polar bear would. And put like a hat on, like a baseball cap. Yeah, I think, couldn't you see a coyote, like, sitting with a fedora? You know? That's a hipster fucking coyote. I love that. Why is your coyote so hipster? Because I have microbrew, and I okay, think fair. I think when you mostly drink, like, microbrews and small and, like, local breweries, then you just kind of have to have some of those vibes. I think That's so. Fair. That's fair. I, I, I don't have it from the microbrewery aspect, but I think David and I have some definite his, hipster vibes. Oh, like, yeah, I think we all do in certain ways. But I feel like I could do that with a polar bear, too, and we could eat bacon together. A coyote <laughs> would eat bacon. That's true. Okay, well, I don't know. I just... Um, all right, so we're all going with coyote. Sad. Poor polar bear. They have bigger things to worry about. Yeah, guys, if you're listening, you if you if you listen to this uh, this far along, which would you rather just randomly crash through the roof of your house? a coyote or a polar bear and post on Instagram and tag us and share the episode so that we can see what more people would want to do. Cause we want to know. Yes. <laughs> Tell us what and why, or maybe like, which one would you pick? We're not going to answer again, but like, which one would you pick if you knew it wasn't going to kill you? Right? Like it, there can be also, it's a made up yeah. game. So you can make up anything you want about it. You can make up all sorts of caveats. If it wasn't going to kill me, I'd pick a polar bear. I would too. If I could hug it. If it had like freshly showered and I could hug it and it wasn't going to kill me. Would you pinch its ears, Salome? If it, if I knew I wasn't going to die and it was okay with it, if it was like, if it was on board with me pinching its ears, I absolutely would. I like the consent. Salome is big on consent. <laughs> I am big on yeah. consent. <laughs> I would probably boop it. I would for sure boop it, actually. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, thank you guys for playing, and we encourage all the listeners to play. Um, so how, uh, Charlotte, how can they find us on socials? You can find us at Bears and Brews Podcast, I think. That's the handle on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think it's Bears and Brews Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's just Bears Brews Pod. Bears Brews Pod. On okay. X. Sorry, I yeah. don't have them memorized yet because I'm a new host. Well, Salome doesn't, and she's not a new host. Hey! 
But I pulled them up. Um, actually, I fucked up the X one a few weeks ago, so I fucked it up uh, on the released episode. It's so. X. It's already yeah. fucked up, so don't worry but about it. X is stupid. Um, thanks to Acast for hosting and Christian Mills for our music. And email us at bearsandbrewspodcast at gmail.com. I want to know which animal you would rather have fall through the ceiling. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Are you going to say bye, Solomon? Solomon never says bye right. Say bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>